0: Hey there, and thank you for listening to the Dream Center Peoria podcast. Dream Center Peoria exists to impact families living in poverty, starting with kids and youth. If you want to learn more about what we're up to at the Dream Center, you can find us online at dreamcenterpeoria.org or on social media at Dream Center Peoria. Thanks for listening.
1: We are sitting in what used to be a racquetball court at the Dream Center. We purchased this building when it was the old YMCA, and we have just recently converted this into a carpentry studio and also a motorbike parts uh, business where students at the after-school program, Project 309, take motorbikes apart and then sell them online, and we teach e-commerce and mechanics and all the different types of things through our job training skills program and in the room with me today we have Mr. Robbie Chris Mr. Andy King yeah. is sitting to my left <laughs> Robbie has been with me I was thinking about this on the way in Robbie um and I know you've got a guest so we'll introduce him in, in just a moment but um Robbie I think you were one of my first hires at the Dream Center when I came on as director. I've been here 15 years, 14, 15 years. Um, but you came on just a little while after we'd got the building and we, f- we were figuring out what are we going to do with this building. Um, I had a huge passion to reach young people that are uh, living in, in areas of poverty within Peoria and how we could come in and really... Um, spark purpose into young people and as i started doing a bit of investigating and and seeing who in the city was was hungry for that passion and vision uh your name came forward i remember us meeting at childers yes and uh from there uh the rest has been history
0: history and we're
1: still (laughs) (laughs) writing so uh so robbie is joining me today today we're just going to talk a little bit about um what you do um what uh, is involved in your programs obviously i've mentioned the trade school that we have that's a new new project that we have here um so we'll talk a little bit about that we'll talk a bit about the climate within peoria at the minute uh uh, for those that don't live in peoria just this last week uh there's been a a murder of a four-year-old and uh the whole the family dynamic of that was actually connected to the Dream Center that yes. I know you're going to touch on a little bit. So I thought we would touch on that, but we don't just want to focus on that. We also want to focus on, okay, there's things that are happening in the community that, that aren't great, Yes, but there is hope and there is an answer, we yes, feel, with what we're doing at the Dream Center, uh, with some of the programs we have for young people. Yes. So uh, before we get too far into it, why don't you introduce... Who's with us today, and then uh, we'll go from there.
0: Okay, okay. To my right, I have Marquise, and I just recently met Marquise literally like two weeks ago um, through his brother. His older brother um, goes to a school that I go in and I help yep. um, efforts and different things they're thriving to do. And so he came alongside his brother one day, um, early, bright and early, one morning before the roosters crowed. <laughs> <laughs> The chickens was chickening. Um, I'm sorry. Um, but uh he wanted to get out and cut yards. Um that's one thing I do with the youth to kind of get their attention and their minds around something. You know, once again positive um and creative. So we have Marquise off to our left. He just graduated, eighth grade. Woo, 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 woo. Feels good. (laughs) Yes, yes. Von Steuben. What are y'all, the Rough Riders? No, Vikings. Vikings. I don't even know nothing about that. But anyway, this is Marquise. Marquise. Great. Marquise, well, I'm you. glad,
1: glad you're here with us today. And as we as we talk, Robbie will probably shoot some questions to you and uh, just ask you a little bit about Peoria and stuff. But Robbie, tell us tell us a bit of your story before we get going. And, and you know, hey, you can be as candid as you want because <laughs> I know your story, so... You can tell the... Because I do think... It's a bit like Christy, who works for the Dream Centre. Her story is known out there. She heads up all of our housing and homeless ministry. And she is brilliant at it because she was homeless, Mm -hmm. living in her car in this parking lot here. And so she can relate. And we've never never been scared at the Dream Centre to hire folks... Who have lived the story that we're trying to change.
0: That is correct. And
1: so um, tell us a bit about your story.
0: Okay, okay. So my background, short and sweet, um, came from a two-parent home, and my mother and father are still married, like pushing 50 years. They live right up the hill. That's where I grew up. I went to school at Peoria High. Um, Grade school, middle school was Lox slash Franklin before they merged over. Um, So just a great little guy. i Felt that I was great, like you know, um, I was a musician. I've always, you know, been. Now, you're
1: not just a musician. Like Robbie is one of the best stuff, musicians it. in
0: Peoria. I only sitting next to the other best no, no, musician. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> he just retired his sticks. That's okay. I tried to, and I was like, yo, just got called back out. But we've um, we've been in the church realm and um, a part of a spiritual family for years, and so. Um, Some things happen in the family dynamic, which I won't go too much into that because, you know, God is pushing me to write a book yeah. um, that's going to be pretty cool. And I can't wait to get started on that. But, you know, long to short, I know about the streets. I know about the gang life. I know about drug peddling. I know about, you know, all these different things. So even going back to, you know, what you had said, I was thinking about this a couple of days ago, how, um. We use boss terminologies loosely sometimes. But when I really look at life and I look at my life and I look back, I literally started my own business literally at 13 years of age. I took a piece of something, split it down the middle, made my profit and continued to build like that until I had young people around a little younger than him, 11, 10 years old, working for me. And, you know, and so I gained this concept of business at an early age. And looking back, I then say, as I'm sitting here with you, I had to go through that so I have a better understanding totally, of what totally. the youth would be going through today. Yeah. Their theory is a little bit different than ours because, you know, I want to say loosely but tightly, we were more organized back when I was growing up. Yeah. You just couldn't go off and do certain things. I didn't go down into TAF homes because of who I was affiliated with. Right. I had to have other people go into those areas to do my dirty work, right. so to speak. Right. Yeah. And so now, you know, I can go into the TAF homes because I'm not affiliated with anybody on the street level, but I'm connected to the greatest source oh, in yeah. the world. Yeah. And so now I get to get back to the youth community, help them to understand you can, you know, make provision for yourself. Now you don't have to wait. And it can be legal, it can be legit, you know, but you have to, you know, make sure you connect to resources and people and build relationships so that you can have a brighter future. And the sooner you start, the better and more quickly your outcome can change. But you have to believe that. And that's why we're sitting in this room right now. And like, I'm a sensitive person, so I could probably like tear up when I see all this wood, I see the garage, I see how this room transformed because of a vision turning yeah. a dream into a reality yeah and like that's why i'm solid i rock with dream center i've been here for a long time it'll be 10 years Guys say the same in september yeah. it'll be 10 years and i'm excited about that
1: oh and we we are thrilled uh that you are with us and and you know some days haven't been easy yes, some days yes. have been hard uh even last week uh when you uh, came into my office and explained the situation that had happened with the four-year-old that had been been murdered, yes, and um, and the the circumstances around it, and um, tell us a bit about that. Just you know, you you've mentioned about coming from the streets mm-hmm. and gangs and, and mm-hmm. everything else, and 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 how God redeemed and you and has changed your life completely but now being that that mentor or spokesperson in the community now because you are you know I don't know if you see it but whenever I go around and I mention Robbie Chris there's there's definitely a reverence for who you are and, and people know who you are in a good light, right? But right. sometimes when you mention names and all, and, oh, you don't want to be associated, but right. that never happens with you. So in this community right now, where do you feel we're at with not just what happened last week, but also, um, you know, over the last year or so, year and a half, things have escalated. I think that would be... Um, fair to say, in, in all over Puria, this isn't just a certain area, this is all over. Mm-hmm. Where, where do you see, and we know the, the answer, yes. right? We know yes. Jesus is, is the answer. Getting get to the right folks and talking to people and doing what we do here, which we'll touch on at the end, is the, is the answer and part of the answer. But where do you see we're at and what may be some things that you feel not only with God's help,
0: but also what are some of the other things that people in Puri could do to help? Gotcha. Um, right now, we are most definitely in a crisis and we are in a state of emergency for real, for real. Um, this is not to be taken lightly. Um, we can't just ignore it anymore um, because even with the murder of the young man, you know, we have now the aftermath yeah. that we have to deal with. And um, but then if we look back, it's not just happening just w- in one specific community. Mm-hmm. Um, you have people way out north. Um, i never forget. Not too long ago, you know, they had intruders come in and tie, you know, somebody up, yeah. you know. So therefore, we are in a crisis stage stage right now. And, you know, um, my heart is heavy because I remember growing up. And my grandmother would literally leave her front back door open, unlocked. Like, yeah. you know, we can't do that any longer, you yeah. know. Yeah. I remember we can, you know, take a walk down the street and not worried about getting mugged, beat up, slapped upside the head and somebody just trying to take your iPhone. Right, you know, right. and so and we had that incident happen not too long ago, um, not too far from here. I won't mention because this, you know, institution loves to keep their name, you yeah, know, yeah. protected. Yeah. And so then we got all these other things and I was talking to Marquise, And, you know, he was just generally saying where he stays, you know, he's hearing gunfires every night yeah. and it doesn't get reported. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's just yeah. like how many things happen that don't get reported? Yeah. How many people get jumped or they get, you know, robbed yeah. or they and we just don't hear it. Yeah. Like, so it's all these different things going on. And, you know, so we're in a we're in a state of emergency and i just believe we have to come together because i do believe that when the enemy comes in like a flood the, the spirit of the lord will lift up a standard yeah. and we need that standard to come on through we oh, need yeah. to we need to most definitely figure that out and get to it and um you know but my heart goes out for the youth like i'm 43 so i've lived over what i might say if. If Seth, Seth can like correct me if I'm wrong, but I've I've lived over half of my life, you know, according to maybe scriptures, maybe. Um, it was promised what 70, yeah. 70 something or yeah. whatever. So I've lived I'm 43. And so I'm good. Like, so if I was to die right now, I feel okay. Like yeah. with yeah. just being able to go and understanding that I've did some things in life. But when I look at Marquise, you know, who's only 14. And most men that look like him and that, you know, are in his category, they say a lot of them don't even live to see 25 years old. Yeah. And so my heart is heavy. Yeah. You know, my heart is heavy, you know. And uh, Marquise, like I said, you know, how do you feel like when you shared that with me? It just came out like water when you turn on a faucet. It wasn't made up. You just naturally said. it. What he said. How do you feel about living in those conditions? I mean, I feel like it's just upsetting. It's never something you should never get used to, hearing bullets crack outside your window almost every night. Yeah. I mean, it's just upsetting seeing people who grow up, even if they don't end up getting killed by the age of 21. They're still out there. They're on the streets. They're addicted to drugs. Or they're out there selling drugs, even pushing it on kids. I mean, it's, it's honestly just upsetting to see, I mean. You hear all the stories about how good things were back then and where it's been now, I mean, whatever happened.
1: Yeah. It, it is amazing to, to look at what you just said, how we always refer back to, well, it, it never used to be like this. It never, And I think every generation has said that, right? Even, um, you know, looking back at different generations, but I think now especially for Marquise and, and the kids that we are investing in. Yes. We want to say, and we know that it can be actually better than back then. Yes. Um, and, and I think what we're doing here, you mentioned about the enemy, and we, we believe in that, you know, that the, the devil is after this generation and the next generation. And uh, I, tr- I do feel that even with what's happening here at the Dream Center, with a lot of the things that are happening with our after school, with with Project 309, with the trades, with our homeless shelter, we're serving more people than we've ever served before. I think last last year was around twenty-four to twenty-five thousand people we served in all our programs. Right. And it's as though the enemy is like ramping his game up mm-hmm. to try and take some of these young people out before we can get to them. Correct. And um so what i want to do robbie if you could just share a bit about what what do you do what what's what is 309 project 309 that's our after school program what what does that look like for you guys uh during the school year Mm -hmm. uh we're about to go into summer some of the things that you do in the summer Mm -hmm. and perhaps just a a success story of a couple of the kids that you've seen Come
0: through mm-hmm. this whole program, right? Right. So, I would say after school program, we meet every day, Monday through Friday, um, from two thirty to five thirty, and we um, take the youth through an experience of academics, tutoring. Um, they go through our trade programs, depending on what day it is. Yeah, But um,
1: just tell tell everyone. What are the things within the trade school? Because it's not just carpentry or the
0: parts. So the Um, trades, we have the motorcycle uh, repair. We have the automotive repair um, to where the kids actually get hands-on training. They get to break things down. They get to put things back together. Um, And this isn't them on their own? No. (laughs) We have instructors. I'll repeat, we have instructors. And always looking (laughs) for help. Yes, always, always. So if you got some times and talents, please... um, Reach out to us, and we will get you connected um, with Sherry. Yep. So you can fill out a volunteer application, and we have the T-shirt printing. So Mister B has been faithful with making sure they learn the trade of making T-shirts, printing T-shirts. Yeah, I think this one, equipment.
1: this one they did last oh, year. Sweet, sweet. Y'all, y'all.
0: Come I just, I yeah. just, really, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have the electrical program, electronics, and of course they learn. How to put things together, such as uh, connecting a light switch um, um, with a framed wall that was, like, hand-built by the youth as well. And then we have the more robotics with the electronics, so they learn how to program everything so that... Whatever they actually put together can go the certain way that they want it to go, the way they programmed it to go. So that's real cool. And I mean, the 3D, list goes 3D, 3D laser print. printing, yeah, um, casting, foundry. And the kids are actually making tangible things that they can actually see that, you know, actually was in their mind and they actually made it uh, actual manifested piece yeah that they can hold in their hands so well, it's really one cool. of the
1: one of the things that's pretty cool that um it's happening right now in fact we're in the carpentry studio and i can see the boxes right now but right. um there's a another non-profit in town mm-hmm. called sophia's kitchen right. and they outside and they, they're a feeding organization they feed people in the community correct but they have a box mm-hmm. outside of their facility that um has food in it right. and Anyone who is wanting to eat yes. can go and open it up and take whatever is in there. Yes. And you can uh, also donate too. And you can donate too, yeah. And so we are in partnership with them at the moment where we are, the the, the young people are yes. building the boxes yes. that people will be able to use to get food or donate mm-hmm. to, which I think is awesome. Two organizations coming in together and uh, mm-hmm. young people are learning how to build it. Yes. But they're seen as a practical uh, solution to to hunger in, within the community. Yes,
0: that's awesome. yes, a win-win situation, and that's one thing that I can not say about our program. Our youth are learning to give back, um, internally and externally, and so I think that's another great thing for the youth to come to understand that you know while helping yourself and while you know building yourself, you can help and build others. Yeah, and so this is a great opportunity for them to experience that and then share. And caring, yeah, yeah, for others, so, for yes. sure. That's good. Tell us about summer. Summer, we are locked and loaded, man. We have our list is our list is full. Like I just got the email, so no more um, participants, no more applications. Like so, summer is going to be a blast. We're going to have devotion. We're going to have all kind of fun activities. We're going to do some swimming. We're going to stick to some academics. Got to keep that going. Yeah. Um, got a lot of field trips that we're going to do. Um, and summer camp goes for how long? Oh, seven weeks. So we seven start weeks. June 3rd and we will end July 19th because we have to pre- prepare for Mission Peoria the next week. Yes. So yes, it's a good thing. Great good. thing. Good. So yeah, we're locked and loaded and ready to go. So awesome. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Yes. Well, um, one other thing I just wanted to touch
1: on is, as we're... Uh, we'll wrap up in a minute because I know you've got to get rolling uh, to go and pick up kids. and Tell me about... And, and this is the thing that I think I've stood back and especially being your boss, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've loved being able to see you and the way you interact with your team. Mm-hmm. when When you go downstairs... Uh, once a month, uh, once every three or four months, we do an av- event uh, called More Than Food. Yes. Where we invite all the students, all their families, all the volunteers mm-hmm. to eat. Yes. And, uh, and so when I've been down at that and some of the other programs, and I see your team interacting with the, the folks that we are serving but also one another yes um and, and you you know for us you know staff values are, are, are huge and you know we're better together that's one of our our staff values and and i truly do feel that you guys really live that out you are better together can you just tell us a bit about that like about your team and, yeah. and what you, what you enjoy about what you have with your team.
0: Yes. Okay. So the family structure that has been organically just designed, um, I say I got that from the household I, I grew up in. Like, you know, um, family was very important. Family is still very important. Yeah. Um, it's carried out in my own personal family, you know, house yeah, yeah, yeah. and, You know, and the job I just feel shouldn't be any different. Like we lean on each other for support. We encourage each other, period. We praise each other and we respect each other. And I want to say, you know, publicly um, on this podcast and on this microphone sitting with these great men that I have the best team in the world. Like um, I literally can step back, lean back and everything will be fully functional. Everything will be in its proper place and the youth will be served at the highest level of love, respect, regard, and it doesn't get any better than that. So shouts out to every member, every volunteer that comes, every work study student that comes, Um, ISU, they have tapped into what we do. ICC has been a great support. These are all different schools. Yes, all these different schools, you know, colleges, our own community college to ISU, to Bradley is tapping in. So I'm just thankful and grateful to, you know, the people that step up and come in to do devotions. And, you know, those that just come and spend time, Um, the culinary. We met with them, me and Andy went. We had, you know, some great lunch meals. Oh my goodness, (laughs) I just thought about it. Okay, but it was just awesome and amazing, like, and, you know, just to see, these, these volunteers and the people, the community, coming together to say, man, we are with you, we're gonna walk with you, we're gonna walk alongside of the youth, and it's just amazing. So, my team is incredible, man, and I, I'm so thankful and grateful. I couldn't do it on my own, yeah. you know, and you allowed me the liberty to kind of, you know, search and put things together, yeah. and, like, that's the greatest thing, you know, when we don't have to force things. Yeah. And I can say this, this is the, one of the most important things, Whenever we hire, whenever we bring somebody on, we ask them for a certain commitment of at least two to three years, because consistency is one of the major components of, you know, of anything being successful, and especially our youth growing, they need that consistency because a lot of times they don't have it at home, you know?
1: Well, and I I think Dream Center as a whole, um, the last two years, two and a half years, we've really tried to um strengthen the team yes. as a whole yes. not not just the silo yeah, 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 but, but we're, a, we're a big team now yes um and you're absolutely right we we joke around uh, in staff meetings when we say okay you know I'm always saying who's going to retire when <laughs> right, you know, right. because that's that's what we want right, right. if 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 you're, if I'm laying it all down, yeah. and Rob is laying it all down, we need people around us that are laying it all down as well. And we understand that God moves and can position you in a different area, right. can send you somewhere for a time. A bit like with yeah. myself, going to Nashville for six or eight months. But yet, what I was able to bring back was uh, was so valuable. And I right. think we're even we're still seeing some of that. Yes, uh, and and so. God places you in in places for a time and a season. We just are praying that that season is until retirement, Indeed, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's just, just one of those things that, that I think you're right. To impact poverty, you've got to be consistent. You have to. You can't just come in and try and do something for two weeks and then you're gone. Yes. There's got to be someone that's coming alongside young men like this and, and are, are there for the long haul. Yes. We, we were talking in staff meeting this morning about uh, a young man who we met on a doctor block mm-hmm. 18 years ago. Yep. And we have walked with him. Uh, he's even lived at the Dream Center here. been in the after school programs and yep. just this weekend graduated. Graduated. Yes. graduated, ready to roll with life. Yes. Um, and that's the commitment, right? Yes, that's indeed. the commitment of we're going to be with some of these young men and women for the long haul. And yes. even when they leave graduate, you know, and they graduate, we're trying to pull them in to serve. Indeed. And, and I think that that's a key thing for you. I know one of the hardest things with your ministry is definitely um, getting good volunteers. Oh, yeah. It's not because the volunteers that come aren't good. Mm-hmm. But the time of day is always hard because right. people are at work still. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we've tried to really tap into, um, you know, retired gentlemen and ladies that mm-hmm. could come and step up. And, and we see that. Yes. Um, so do you want to just real quick tell us how people could volunteer mm-hmm. and, uh, and what type of things that we're looking for right now? Okay, uh, And then we'll, we'll bring
0: this to, to a close. Awesome. So, you would start off by calling or reaching out to Sherry Ernst. You would fill out a volunteer application. Um, I think that application it's on would you. It is online. It's you online. heard
1: it. You heard Dreams it. Oh.
0: There you go. Plug. Okay. Yeah. So, then you would just start there, get with her. She will um, call you in for an interview, yeah. and then she will let you know what our mm-hmm. needs are. So, right now, we need people that are artsy, craft, love crafts. Um, People that just don't mind doing some academic tutoring during the summer to keep them on track with their educational learning. Um, Even drivers, I would say, if you know you got a clean driving record. CDL. CDL. It it would be awesome and amazing for you to... You know, come on, let's go um, swimming. If you are a lifeguard, we've had a couple of people almost drown on our wraps No, I'm just playing. Um, but but it would be great to just if you have some skills, lifeguards. You just want to come hang around the pool. Yeah. You know, something as simple as that. And serving, helping serve the youth when the little babies—I don't want to call them babies—six yeah. to nine-year-olds. They sometimes need a little help and assistance to get to the table. Something as little like that. And you can give like a half an hour of your time or if you can give two hours of your time. That's great. I will say this plug after school next year in the fall, we are looking to do um, extended hours. So even though we would stop at 530, I'm going to be looking for people that can go from 530 to 630. If that accommodates your schedule so that we can really hone in on math and reading. That's one of the things that we have to bring up because a lot of times they they put new structures in place talking about prisons based on a child's ability to do math and or reading. So therefore we want to bring that level of knowledge up within our youth area yeah, yeah. and make sure that our youth are learning how to do math appropriately and at their age level and reading. Okay. So great. Plug. Awesome. Well, uh, Robbie,
1: thank you so much for coming in. My brother, Keith, Good to have you with us. And uh, was a we, pleasure. yeah. Well, thank you, thank you for coming. And we're we're um, we're excited, yes, as to where God is leading uh, the Dream Center students, yes, and uh, what's what's going to be happening down the road. Not too far down the road, because right. we feel things are happening right now. But uh, just the way that God is 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 moving mm-hmm. and challenging people's hearts to get involved. Yes. You know, I just want to throw this out before we wrap it up. This whole trades thing. Yes. Started with one guy who's a it. volunteer mm-hmm. who came in and said, hey, I can mess around with a motorbike. Can I show some young people how to take it apart and rebuild it? Yeah. He came in with his strengths. He yes. knew what his strengths were. Yes. And we just blew wind in that sail. And if you're listening right now and saying, you know, I want to get involved with the Dream Center. I have a strength in this or that, but I don't know if it would work. Just come and see us because we know that we can really help people find their God-given potential to be able to give back to kids and and to adults as well. So, um, Go to the website org, click on get involved. You'll see the button right there, get involved, and fill out the volunteer form, and you'll then we'll get back with you within 48 hours. Sherry will be in touch and uh, we'll go from there. Robbie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It's been Andy. awesome.
0: Yes. And just last but not least, Andy, just explain how to do what you need to do. And the theme of our summer camp, I'm going to leave this with you and I need you to do it. It's just what I just said. Do it. Go out to the website. Do it. Go fill it out. Do it. Bring it back. Do it. Do it. Just do it. Just do it. There it is. Thank you, Robbie. Thanks again for listening to the Dream Center Peoria podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you know of anyone that would be interested in hearing about what we just talked about, We would encourage you to share this episode with them. Be sure to stay tuned for future episodes. Thanks.